Stoked to be the Stokes with Brian and Ariana. It's about to get real, you better believe me. Just got married trying to make it through life, see? With perfect honesty and respect, we'll get through anything. Stoked to be the Stokes, yeah. yeah. Yes, we are. Stoked to be the Stokes, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stoke to be the Stokes with Brian Lamar Stokes. And Ariana Stokes. Here we talk all things love and life. Today's episode is titled Happy Father's Day. As simple, simple as that. Yes. Uh, if you're watching or listening now, it's probably Tuesday, which Father's Day has uh, recently passed, but we still yes. want to talk about our dads. We should start doing the episodes before, before the holiday maybe, or is it? Well, this is because it's Saturday right now. Uh, technically for us but oh. for for everybody listening oh oh maybe but no because we're only two days from father's day had we done it on last episode we would have been like four or five days ahead before okay yeah. well that's mm-hmm. fine um anyhow <laughs> we're gonna uh we're gonna start off with something to chew on is this, is this your first time listening you oh, always yes. start off with something to chew on Give us something to chew on. I don't even remember what we said we were going to do. Oh, okay. So you guys know when we did the Mother's Day episode, we we talked kind of like a few fun memories about when we first recognized that our mothers did not know everything or were wrong for the first time. So this time I thought it would be fun to discuss, you know, as we know, men are usually seen as the providers of their home. Um, and, you know, just having listened to a lot of dads talk about one thing that is important for them. They talk about, you know, creating an environment where their children have no no lack or they experience no lack mm-hmm. ex- either way so like if the, even if there is a lack the children don't know about it so my question was when was the first time that you recognized that there was some kind of lack <laughs> in the house or that you started noticing oh you know maybe you were exposed to another lifestyle or you were like oh i always thought we were like did you think you were rich growing up poor growing up about average compared Girl, to the you rest don't of the change world? the question no that okay, was yeah, the question that was the question you don't need to talk so close to the mic oh, am i really too close yeah you we, what I did thought, i say I, it was gonna be the, oh girl you talking loud today I'm, I'm like a good yeah well you wanted your last episode it was covering her mouth yeah. and i guess if she wanted everybody to see her her mouth for some reason yeah yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I thought we were going to talk about when we, what we thought our dads did. That's what you said. What well, we that's thought. a part of it, I feel like. Because oh. for me, like, I knew that my daddy worked. Well, I thought that my dad worked for the governor. Like, I misheard something. And so when a friend asked me on the playground in elementary school, she was like, oh, what does your dad do? And I was like, oh, he works for the governor. And they were like, <laughs> of Florida? I'm like, I guess, like if that's what governor's rule states, sure. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, so you guys must be rich, huh? And I was like, uh, I mean, we have a house. We, you know, I'm just thinking, picturing my house in my mind, like we're comfortable. You know, I'm in elementary school. So I'm like, I mean, I guess, I don't know. So then like later that afternoon after school, like I asked my dad and I'm like, daddy, are we rich? And he was like, we're rich in love, honey. And in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, that sounds like we're poor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't ask if we were rich. You know what I meant. Do we got money like that? We work for the governor. You know the governor, you know? But um, in reality, he worked for the government. And so, I don't know, to a child, it's like government, governors over the government. So, but I think that was the first time I was ever 
put in a position where I had to assess if we were wealthy or not wealthy. How do you measure that? Is it the size of your house? Is it if you have a house? So that's why I kind of put the two questions together. So what, what did you think your dad did when you were younger? I just knew my dad was a manager of something and, and he would come home dirty. So did you or think y'all were rich because he was a manager, no, like the boss? I, I thought that, oh, my dad's the boss. Because when we would go to his job, like we would sit at his desk and like play games on the computer. Anyway, would always treat me nice. Like, oh, you're Keith, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that. I just mm-hmm. kind of like in a factory. Mm-hmm. To this day, I still don't know what he was doing. Oh. Could have been smuggling drugs in from the He had a desk. I would he think, oh, de- he's the boss. Like, okay, my, my sure, dad's the but boss. But I'm like, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's the boss. But I don't think as a child we knew rich, poor Mm-hmm. Or whatever. When did you learn I, rich poor? I I think I learned that we were like not. We didn't have it all. Maybe college. Mm-hmm. Sort of, kinda. I mean, not like because you like you see things on TV and you're like, oh, you know, you rich or whatever. But I'm like, we never like lacked for things. We always mm-hmm. had sneakers and clothes and food and not just like basic pay less stuff. So it was just like, ooh, not basic. We like the pay less. I understand that, but it, but and the I, 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 uh, ooh, yeah, we were there too. But yeah, I think co- I <laughs> y'all think college, were there. I, <laughs> were y'all buying stuff, or y'all were just looking at us basic folk <laughs> enjoying our shopping spree? <laughs> okay, gated. Okay, gated community. Okay, we okay, in a gated, gated community. community. All right, all we right. We weren't always in a gated community. All right, all right. Uh, but yeah, I think college is when I uh, finally, re- fi- well, was my eyes opened up to be like, oh. Okay, everybody got nice cars because I had like a '96 something or Grand mm-hmm. Am coupe. People coming in whatever. What was the year? 2007. Mm-hmm. Freshmen or sophomores. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, y'all can always go out. Like y'all just got money. Y'all got credit cards. What? Huh? Oh, I what? What is going? What, what? Like what is going on? Whatever. But I went to a predominantly white school. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. Di- we didn't have cars in college. So it was a different people. experience, like altogether. But it was just like, oh, people like have more. And like when we used to go visit our friend. Well, when I used to go visit friends' houses, I'm like, oh, what's that like? The <laughs> like, size? like yeah, the size. It's big. It's it's just like okay, what is a cul-de-sac? Hello, new word today. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was it. That was my only something to chew on, to be honest. I didn't have, like, an article or anything. Okay, like so that. I can answer, when did, when did you find out y'all was broke? Well, not broke or whatever. When did y'all find out you was broke? They never find out because they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say. No, no, no. For me, when I went to college, you know, my first two years of college were spent at a private college, Duke University. And so that, for me, Oh, was, you went to Duke? And I that was Duke. after you went to the private elementary school? I was in private school for elementary right, mm-hmm. and right. then public school for the end of elementary through high school. Interesting, right. Um, most of my close friends in high school, middle <laughs> and high school, I would say our families were probably along the same lines financially in that I didn't feel like anyone's house was that much bigger than mine or I felt like everyone's jobs, although I didn't know what people's parents did for work, but it just seemed like they all worked. They all worked regular schedules Monday through Friday and... You know, that was that. I remember one person's house I went to, they had like a huge backyard. Like they were probably on like an acre plus of land. And that was probably the first time that I asked like, well, how many acres do we have? Or what's typical for like a house to be on? Because they, we went to their house for something and just the backyard space, it was like, all of this is y'all's? Like Mm. that's a lot of land compared to like in a neighborhood where all the houses are just right next to each other. It was like private driveway and then big backyard. 
big house, you know. But otherwise, I don't think probably until college where I started hearing people's experiences about maybe like where they had been or different kinds of vacations or they had been out of the country. I think there was one like icebreaker thing we had played and maybe I was the only one who hadn't been out of the country. And I'm like, when did y'all have time to go out of the country? <laughs> like, where did y'all go? Like, we had family vacations. Like, did y'all have family vacations growing up? Yeah, family reunions. Sometimes we would go to the okay. Cape. Okay, so but we would go to like Orlando. It's like an hour away. Okay. Or we would go, yeah, family reunion would be a mm-hmm. vacation. But these people had like passports and, you know, or like I had I didn't never. I my passport until I was 28. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, how old was I? My, oh, I was after college too. I was probably like mid 20s. Oh, okay. But I think, oh, I had never tried steak before because to me, steak was like if you were wealthy and you go out and you order a steak. But at Duke, they had like. Um, was it called the Duke Faculty Room? I think, which was like an upscale restaurant. What, what was it? What was it? I forget what it was called, but it was like an upscale restaurant. And so sometimes at the end of the term, we would use our food points there because if you had a lot of leftovers, like oh, we may as well just go splurge a little bit. And that was my first time trying steak. But to me, that was like a you know high class kind of thing. So I think being exposed to people who were either from other countries, had been to other countries, maybe I was we like, had oh. food stamps or something because I had steak at really? six, at seven, eight, nine. Probably, mm. You know, in my family, they feed the babies. <laughs> Shrimp was the luxury for me, I think. If we went out, if you ordered some kind of seafood, it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, go ahead. But I would order, like, the chicken. Like, I had a rule where I would not order something that cost more than whoever was paying. So, normally, I'm getting, like, a chicken dish or something. But, yeah, going out, and they were like, oh, have the steak. Well, have the, you know, saying stuff. And I'm like, what, what is that? And I'm, it mm-hmm. would come out, this, y'all, this chicken and potatoes. And y'all talking about it's chicken cordon bleu and a and a I forget and a some fancy sauce. potato mm. name and I'm like this chicken potatoes and alfredo sauce anyway so yeah that was probably the first time that I was like oh some people have had experiences that I didn't think people had as children but I don't think I ever thought that we were like poor or or broke I just figured oh we're comfortable and humble because daddy said we rich in love so we must be humble if we're not broke because he didn't really answer my question yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to jump into the topic? I am. Okay, so we wanted to go over a few lessons that we learned from our fathers in honor of Father's Day, similar to how we did for Mother's Day. I think we each have, what, three? Yes. Three lessons that we learned. I kind of picked, well, yeah, I picked three lessons. You know, I had to kind of consolidate mine into, like, categories. So mm-hmm. I narrowed it down to three, but I think that you should go first. I should go first. Yeah. The first, the first lesson... Uh, or or whatever my dad taught me was how to be quick with comeback jokes. No one can outdo me. That explains a lot. You want to go back and forth? I will give you back and forth. <laughs> you want to go a little deeper? I will talk about your dark secrets that you told me. However oh, you want to get cut up, you can get cut up. <laughs> but on the surface level, my dad taught me how to come back quick. Like- All right. You want to play the dozen? Ba-ba! You come, that's not right behind you. That's how, that's how like it is. demonstration, like you just noticed that about him, or he taught you, like, here's how you play the dirty dozen. I think it's or here's a, how you talk about somebody's, like, no, deep, I, dark I don't secrets. Think it was like that. I think that you pick up because he's always coming at somebody. They're coming back and he's coming right back at him. Oh, okay. Him. So you just, like, pick it up. That explains so much. 
Because, Brian, you've come for me at times where I did not come for you, send for you, call for you, <laughs> ask for you. And I'm like, why am I being attacked? I think because so many times, I think because in my life, I'm thinking everybody always coming. Like, I got to come back. And you're like, wait, I ain't even mean nothing. Like, like, for example, <laughs> I could be like, oh, your elbows will ask you. You want me to get some lotion or some shea butter to put on your arms before you go up on stage? And you could be like, you want to wax that upper lip you got there? You be- Whoa! <laughs> Like, I'm trying to cover you, man of God. You are exposing me to myself. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so I see. Okay, that makes sense. I don't think I've ever heard your dad come for somebody directly. Maybe in conversation, talking about people. Because he is really funny. Mm-hmm. Brian's dad is really funny, y'all. Like, he is really funny. But I haven't seen him in action, I guess, okay, in terms right. of, like, going back and forth. You're not going to pick him up, are you? Okay, that's what we're doing. Wow, that was Max, everybody. He he wasn't being so needy right right now. Max, sit down. Okay, for me, I guess in a a similar sense, or maybe my dad was preparing me for um, (laughs) uh, more defense, I guess. Mm -hmm. One of the things, well, I would say overall, he taught us to always think ahead. So I kind of group lessons that he taught us under that category because, like, for example, when we were really young, he would say stuff like, you got to remember to duck. Always know when to duck. (laughs) You know? Like, so he would, like, I might be making this part up, but he would maybe kind of, like, jokingly, like, you know how you're telling a story? You're like, oh, and then the person was like, bop, like that. You know? And I would be like, daddy, like, you, why would you put your hand, like, that close to my face? And he would be like, you always got to know when to duck. And I'm like, when when would I, oh, I'm sorry. I would be like, when when would I be in a situation where I have to duck? But that wasn't the point. The point is you need to know when. <laughs> and you need to do it quickly. You don't wait to see, oh, are they going to swing you? Even if you think of something's coming at you, you need to duck. <laughs> You might be ducking for no reason, but at least you're out of the way. So he would teach us how to think ahead. <laughs> Why is that so Cause funny? Because and you're like, wait. Oh, right. Because he liked to do little things like, you know, and it's like, okay, daddy, like that, that hurt. I know it's a demonstration, but you got to know when to duck. Um, or like he would tell us... Um, for example, he would say, like, he would give us different, like, laws or theories. And one that I always remember, I think, he'll have to correct me when he hears this if I'm wrong. I think it's Murphy's Law. Let me look it up before the episode ends. But basically, it states that uh, whatever task you have to do will take as long as you give it. So if you say, oh, I'm going to allot two, two weeks of time, you know, for this. Or I'm going to allot myself two hours of time for this. That's how much it's oh, going I to take. Oh, I think he's told me that, too, like, you... Put this time aside, it'll happen. If you don't, it won't. Right. Like that, and if like you that. give yourself two weeks for a two-day project, it likely you're going to draw it out yeah, yeah. two weeks. But if you say, oh, I need this by 5 p.m., some way, somehow, you're likely going to have it done by 5. That was least, me in college all the time yeah, with the papers. Yeah, good college effort. <laughs> yeah, it is true. So for me, I put all that under the category of think ahead. So if you know that you need to plan your time out, you know, plan your time out because that's how long it's going to take. If you know you're in a situation where you need to know what someone's next step is likely going going to be make sure you're prepared to respond to it or to avoid it altogether no one to duck okay yeah so always think ahead all right maybe i need to learn that with you too when you're um no no it's hard it's hard for mine it's hard for mine we are on a different real quick exactly yeah yeah yeah. i mean you could try you could try but you better i just i've just learned how to come come back so i I could duck and what do you call it when you Ducking. Uppercut, swing, I don't know. This duck is and dodge. duck and dodge. What do you call it when you duck and then you swing? Duck and swing? Duck and swing. Yes. Okay, my second one of what uh, lesson or what my dad taught me in that area is 
Uh, I'm trying to remember what I put down because I'm trying to remember from my head. I told you. It's okay. You remember. Oh, I remember. Yes. He um he taught he was the first one to introduce me to my I'll say my empathic my spiritual feelings of when I can feel like a person is like oh okay whatever I don't know the word for that though like. Being emotionally intelligent, but others are or like being an empath, where you like can feel other people's sure or being prophetic. Like or he'll be like, "Yo, I'm daddy, not, a prophet?" Yeah, I, I am. Let me tell you something. If he really gave his life to Christ, I don't think nobody could touch him, huh? Oh. All right, um, we'll keep praying. Uh, all right, um, but yeah, he first because I forget the conversation that we would have, and I'm like, "What if this happens? Or what if that happens?" And I need to call. He was like, "You will feel it before." You know, you think if, if, if it happens or you will feel it if it happens. Like I could feel like if something's wrong. So I always thought like, you know, I could like feel things. And, you know, as I grew up and learned more about the word and uh, and and what's the word? Spiritual gifts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, spiritual gifts, But people pouring on it. What is it called? When people pouring on it, was wave it the flam, flam, fan, fan the flame, the flame of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, OK, this is what it is. So when oh, I do okay. think of my dad and like I say, if he really gave his life to Christ for real. Mm-hmm. He he would be on fire, but I think that I don't know if I inherited it or whatever. But he just taught me how to think outside of the human experience. Oh, okay, maybe. like, like that. beyond just what you're seeing in the beyond natural. just what you're exactly. Okay, yeah. So he be, he began that. He he made me think about that. He had my mind wandering about that and what these feelings I was feeling. So when was the first time? So like he said, oh, you'll just feel it. Did you? I'm assuming you didn't know what that meant, or like, what do you mean? I'll just feel it, or did you? Just trust, like, okay, I'll feel something. I think I just trusted it. And then the first time it happened, were you like, oh, this is what he meant? Or like, I don't were you reme- a child? I don't remember that part. Okay. I don't remember that part. But I can remember, like, in high school. No, even, like, in middle school. Like, I could, I could like, point out foster kids. Or, mm-hmm. like, people who needed, like, not a word, but, like, you know, just be extra kind. Oh. Because then I didn't know what it was. But I'm like, oh, this person needs more love than these other people. Oh, this person seems like they seem like they're alone oh. or something's like hurt. So it was like, you know, let me be friends even if everybody thinks they're weird or something like that. Because I know it's something there. I just don't know. But let me just, you I know, really be that. I really love you. You have such a big heart. Oh, okay. I pray our children Thanks, inherit babe. that from the both of us. Okay. I thought you meant like if you were in a dangerous situation or something and you just kind of feel like, okay, I need to No, it's that myself. too. I believe it's both. I just don't know how to categorize it because I don't know the title. But it is, it is But like people's both. needs, like that's that's yeah. a big thing. That explains a lot too. Okay. Um, just curious. So mm-hmm. pairing that with your first lesson, mm-hmm. do, do you feel like you discern when, you know, what's that that you say? You ever gone too far? <laughs> so think, before you are bop, bop, do you ever like oh I this have. person can't take that right I, now you know, um anytime that it has happened we've become great friends after the fact oh, okay. because clearly i see something in you that you can take it and you might not like me before but then once you become my friend and you need me to u- use my tactics on other people who are trying to come against us it's all good it's how it happened you know oh, okay. the, best be making fr- me nervous. the best of friendships for me started i had to cuss you out first and now we're friends. We got a big blow. And now we're friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> hello, Christopher. Corbill, world. hello, my best friend. I was going to say, who else is that working Me and Chris almost went blow to blow. Like, are you Like, fought physically? Yes! Fought. <laughs> my best friend. That ain't how none of my friendships started. But I'm glad it worked out. Okay. Because you make me nervous. Sometimes you say that to people and I'm just like. They can take it because the Lord told me. And I'm like, Lord, please just heal their heart if there's any wound there after that comment because sometimes you say you say stuff to people and i can tell that they're, they're looking like well dang 
And they'll laugh it off like, oh, yeah, hello, <laughs> in public. We friends. And I'm like, what if they're hurting? In pri- okay, hello, friend. Yeah, hello, friend. Okay. Well, my second lesson mm-hmm. or category, I would say, is that you need to always come prepared. And by prepared, it means like with your own whatever you need to be prepared with. For example, he would say, bring your own calculator. You know, like, I don't know if you ever heard my Mm -hmm. dad say that. Meaning, like, if you're coming to discuss something with someone, if it's related to money or numbers at all, make sure you have your own calculator so that is there over there adding stuff up or describing what the stipulations of an agreement are going to be. You have your own copy there or your own calculator there, and you can make sure that what you have is adding up to what they have as opposed to just trusting, like, Oh, okay. You say is this okay? That that sounds about right. And I think even in in line with something sounding about right, he would have us do these drills specifically with math because my dad is you know big into math. Um, he would have us do these drills like in the grocery store where if there was a sale, like oh twenty percent off. Okay, what's twenty percent off of this without using a calculator or you know two for two you know two half a gallons of orange juice um are this price if they're on sale this week okay what is the better buy getting two half a gallons or getting a whole gallon based on the price or he'll still send us little things or three for five so what is it each so that we could just learn how to calculate in our heads and he would teach us the different like shortcuts of math which is helpful now because if i'm ever in a situation where you know maybe the bill doesn't look right i only know that because i know what it should look like maybe not exactly that's happened multiple times yeah and i'm like "Mm -hmm." This should be closer to like $33, no more than $35. How did we get to $42? Let me see the breakdown. Like, so I feel like now I can like look at numbers and be like, yep, that's about what it should be. Or mm-mm-mm. like something's off or we got charged extra or you didn't do the discount mm-hmm, somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so always come prepared um, with your own calculator or your own copy of agreement or whatever. Um, and then I think the other part of that, oh no, I guess that was the, that was that. The other part of that, though, is that you're not going to get talked into something that you are not uh, prepared to be in agreement with. So, like, one thing, and we always joke about this, is if I was ever trying to push my dad to agree to something sooner than he wanted to. Can I say it? You can say it. You need to answer now? No. Oh, but you got to say it with the element of surprise in the (laughs) beginning. Oh, oh, you need to answer now? Oh, that's easy. The answer's no. That's how he would say That's it every time to the point where he would say, oh, you need to an answer now. And I'm like, no, no, take your time because I already know the next part. So I've learned that even if I don't have to say it to people, that's my thinking. Like if you're going to try to push me to make an answer, to make you know any kind of agreement right now, it's easier for me to just say no and walk away than to get pushed into something and later find out oh, I should have taken more time or I could have taken more time. You know, even if it comes to like, like I think I've tried to call you like, oh, there's this timeshare thing and they're saying we could take a vacation for three days, but we got to sign up now because she just got her manager to agree to $75 instead of $100. And if we go a second time, it'll only be, and you're like, well, we'll talk about when I get home. And I'm like, but the deal's on the table now. And I think you've said it to me like, oh, she needs an answer now. And it would just bring it back like, okay, the answer is no. Because <laughs> nothing is that urgent, you know, like likely it's going to work out more in their favor than mine. So that's a part of being prepared so that you don't have to suffer the consequence of getting pushed into a situation you really weren't prepared for. Okay. Yeah. Good. I love that one. Yeah. I love too. that one. Me too. Third one for me. Uh, it's a quick one because I don't want to get deep and I'm in a happy place. But my okay. dad... Uh, another lesson or whatever we're calling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he taught me, and I said it for my mom too, how to forgive, but it okay. differently because he was the one I had to forgive. Oh, okay. So he was like the first person like in life that it was like a uh, my adult forgiveness, like the mm-hmm. big forgiveness for uh-huh. what you know he had done or what we had been through mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So he did, and we have a we have a, a 
a better relationship and and it's actually good like yeah. we talk we facetime you know we interact i can share a story and we laugh oh my god we was on the phone <laughs> the day before yesterday <laughs> i could not y'all my dad <laughs> was on facebook and this happened like two you gonna two, put him out there again after he no. just found out he put himself out there <laughs> He thought he was messaging some messaging somebody, and he put somebody's Privately. name in something. He thought it was a private message, and he put that on Facebook, like on a wall. And I had told him a month later that it. I said, I said, yeah, because you know, you put that man's business out there. I'm like, Dan, you. I'm like, you real rough. You still doing it? He said, wait, wait, wait. That, that, you saw that message? I screenshot it and sent it him. We all saw. He thought he started going off. He says. I'm done with Facebook. It's for these kids. And I try, I'm done. I'm done with it. And I, we were laughing on the phone for an hour. And I said, but it's over. It's done. Like he said, for you, it's been a month for you. I found out today. today. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. So he said, he's not writing any more uh, words or letters on Facebook. It's going to be all pictures. That's, that's probably <laughs> for the best. I personally, because I see a lot of people do that, not mention other people's names, but just like a general, like, happy birthday, hope it's a great day. And it's like on your own wall or on or yeah. in a general post. And I'm like, who, who is this Who is too? it? Why is it nobody, nobody tagged? tagged? Yeah. And then sometimes people will respond, thank you, blessing. I'm like, how did you how know that was for you? you? It's like five people's birthdays a day on Maybe Facebook. Maybe they're telepathic. I'm like, sometimes I won't, I mean, it's not, it's not just a certain generation, but it's just interesting to me when I see things and I'm like, I wonder what, where they think this is going or where they think this is. So that's, that's funny to me. And it's probably best he stick to the pictures because y'all, if y'all, if y'all ever seen his down on Facebook, he will take a picture. Like if we're in town and we'll do like a group shot, like a family shot. Next thing you know, it's his cover photo. It's his profile picture. Like, not, oh, make an album. And, oh, here's when my son was visiting. We went out. Like, no, it's like cover. Even if he's not in the picture. Me and Brian have been his cover photo before. And I'm like, I myself, by myself, have been his dad's cover photo before. I don't think he knows what he's doing. And I'm like, why am I there under your dad's name? Like, that's me. Why are you not in it? Why is, like... What is going on? And he so puts them up immediately. It's immediately. like, and his cover photo could change 20 times a day. It's like, right. Boop, if it's, boop, if it's boop, his boop, friend's boop. nephew who was just born, newborn picture, boom, profile picture. <laughs> profile picture. Are you related to this child? Like, <laughs> it's funny to me. So I just be careful what pictures I'm in or not. We make sure we're real close so you can't crop anyone out. Like, it's us. It's us. You get in the picture, too. Okay, so the last lesson for me was uh, pretty much about love and respect. And that, like, one thing my dad always emphasized with us is that love and respect start in the home. It starts in how we treat each other. And it, it should be so that you can't find that level of love and respect outside of the home That's you good. should not be able to go anywhere else and feel more loved or more respected or like you have more people in your corner than you feel when you're at home you know with the people who it should That's start good. with and so i know like for us that would be promoted through like you know how we talk to each other you know um how just in regular conversation or like in conflict resolution um or even just like like i know when i was younger my dad would say certain things to me that were very like affirming. So it wasn't just like, oh, you know, you're pretty or oh, you're smart. Like if I would do or say something, he would make a comment about it. And that's probably what stuck with me most. So I don't remember what it was, but I was like four, you know, I repeated something back like, oh yeah, because you said blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you have a good memory. 
And it stuck with me like, I have a good memory. You can't <laughs> tell, me tell me I don't remember something correct because my daddy said, I have a good memory. I'll tell you what you said, how you said it, where you were standing, when you said it, because I have a good memory. Okay? Okay. Who said? That's my daddy right. said. Yes. All right. Or like he, like one time I had finished, like we had like a scholarship um, competition for like this private school. And um, so we had to like take like this test or whatever and write this essay. So he picked me up after we did the test or whatever. And after the test, he was like, oh, how'd it go? And I was like, hmm. it was challenging. And he was like, hmm. I like whatever he said was like, I like, I like the, the good word choice or I like. You know how you because I didn't say it was hard. I didn't, but it was a challenge. And so I was like, huh, I'm good with words. Like I have good word choice, word selection, you know? And so that stood out to me. Like it's important, you know, how you say something. You could say it was hard, or you can say it was challenging, which implies that you overcame it, but mm -hmm. it did present a challenge, you know. So those things stuck with me just in that, you know, how you love and how you respect others. It should be demonstrated in your home. It should start in your home. And, you know, he was really good at teaching that through demonstration. I mean, still is. He's been really good at teaching that demonstration um but also when we go out into the world it should reflect that so we shouldn't really you know put ourselves in positions where we're allowing people to disrespect us or to disrespect anyone in our home because it means that we're then prioritizing <laughs> that person above our family which should never be the case so that's one of the biggest lessons i would say all right so shout out to robert and andrew yes we love y'all love y'all so much y'all know Y'all already know. <clears throat> we know how, how you we feel, feel about, about family. Family, family yeah. in general. Oh, we oh. like family comes first. We're just very, yeah, very sentimental about our family. So yeah. that was a much shorter episode, you but got we did it. good. Let's yes. go on a high low. Oh, okay. Or low, low high. high. Low high. Okay. Low high. For me, I'll go first because we mm -hmm. went last time. My low was I had a headache for like three days this week, and I hate headaches. Um, <clears throat> And so that was just, but I praise God because at work, the days where it was the worst was, were the most chill days at work. So I didn't have to push through it. The days where I had a lot more to do, the headache was tolerable. And by the end of the week, it was gone. But that was probably the low, just dealing with that all week. And then I would come home and feel like mm. not really mm -hmm. being fun or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my low was she had a headache for three days. <laughs> Because I had a headache because she had a headache for three days. And well, I heard like about it. being a baby. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Headaches are the worst. I understand. But I was like, Lord, just heal it. I was, trying, I was laying my hands on her. And I said, Lord, what do you want from me? What are you trying to tell her? Make this headache go away. Because she Broken was, spirit, you were just out. Heart. You were just out. But that was my low too, yeah. that headache. Because I was like, this is a lot. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're so empathetic. That's yeah, so absolutely. Sweet. We gotta cut your nails. We do. I'm gonna do it for relief. What's high? Um. Well, you go first for the high. Oh, my high. I got to start work this week. Oh yeah. Finally, I'm in there. Um, great coworkers. I'm great so place, glad you're loving it. Kind. Thank you, um, Jesus. And and it means so much to me because uh, my last job I was an addiction counselor. Mm -hmm. Um and. And it made you want to go on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> But the people there. I'm just were kidding, like, government. If you're listening, no, you don't no, want to no go on no drugs. drugs. I've never done drugs in my life. No, never. Um, that were not prescribed. Um, the people were just mean there. People were yeah. mean. Not only mean, like disrespectful. Y'all had cameras. Uh, cameras everywhere in Big every brother. office. Uh, the pay. I mean, I might as well work on an ice cream truck. Um, <laughs> it, it just was like ridiculous. So it's just like amazing how a uh, little under a, a year later, or whatever, from being there to here, and it's just mm -hmm. like. Thank you, God. Yeah. Like, here is, like, the, like, whew, I feel like I get a break. I yeah. feel like I'm getting paid. I feel like, you know, things are in order. I can mm -hmm. get some training. People, you can ask questions. Yeah. You can get it training. back. 
Like it's just it's just good. So that's my high. I, and I really do appreciate that, that that it doesn't take me out my mental that I can come home and still do other things. Yeah. That I can make my own schedule. Yes. yes, <laughs> yes. And that you have cool coworkers. And that I have great co Because I feel like that makes all the difference when you have people who you kind of look forward to. Even though I know you won't see them every day because you're not like in the office every right, day. But right. just knowing you have people who you can like look forward to going to work with. I'm, yeah, I understand that. Um, for me, I would say, okay, well, this week, despite the headaches, I got to, you know, go out a couple of times and have some more interaction with my church family, oh, yes. which, you know, Brian, well, we're both very active in church, but usually, like, I'm supporting Brian, or I'm just there to support in whatever way, you know, miscellaneous, I guess. It's not necessarily like I'm assigned to a post. And so, just recently, I joined the deliverance team, so... Um, I'm excited about if that. If you need to get delivered, come through. Because she got something for you. Gonna take it out of your spirit so you can live right and get delivered. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see how I was going to end. I, I, gonna, I don't know. It was off the dome. Right. And, uh, it's hard yeah, for right. me to go off somebody okay. else's yeah, yeah. I can only do one it's my own. But okay. So live we right had like she, deliverance. So clear it. I, it was fine how you oh, did before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that when I went to the first meeting for the deliverance team, like, well, it wasn't just a meeting. It was training. And I wasn't really sure what to expect. It was actually, like, training. It was really good. And, and it was good to kind of get to know some people in the church who I hadn't gotten to know, who I don't see regularly, you know, and just to kind of get to hear a little bit more about them. And, like, one guy connected with who he's starting, um, like, a doctorate program for an area that I'm really interested in. So I'm like, oh, that'll be a great connection. He could tell me more. And just people of different ages and you know stages of life so i'm excited to you know i love getting to know people um and then at the end of the week we had ladies night out over at splitsville in downtown disney which Ooh. i hadn't been to so we Ooh. have to do a date night down in downtown Ooh. disney because it was Ooh. so nice date night yeah and that was really fun because i was kind of nervous because i was like oh like am i gonna have anyone to talk to like you know i'd be talking to people mm -hmm. but Sometimes you feel like, well, I don't really have a circle to go to. But it was chill. It was really fun. And then we all got ice cream afterwards. And we just had a good time. So I'm glad that I went. And it feels good to be getting, you know, more plugged in. Because we've been at our church now for almost a year, which is wild. And, yeah, I hadn't been, like, actively serving in a specific role. So now I have the deliverance team and soon the nursery. So I'm excited for that. Nice. Yes. If you're not following us on social media, it's at Stoke to be the Stokes. Exactly how it sounds. Stoke to be the Stokes. Mm -hmm. If you want to follow my lovely wife, it's yes. Ariana Nicole Stokes. And if you want to follow me, it's at Brian Lamar Stokes. And we're on three social oh, media platforms. three social media platforms. Mm -hmm. YouTube, if you're watching us and seeing the visual, hey, how you doing? Don't we look nice? Podcast, if you're listening, don't we sound good? Music to mm -hmm. your ears. And the third one is what? I was going to say Instagram and Facebook. And, oh. But you're right. The listening platforms as well. So Google Instagram, Play, Facebook. SoundCloud, All iTunes. Stoke to be the Stokes. Yeah. SoundCloud, iTunes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all of it. All of it. So all please right. go and subscribe, please. like, share, rate. If you can relate, ratings are awesome. We love to see ratings and we love to see the comments. The so comments back. And if you're listening on a podcast, still head to the YouTube and uh, subscribe, subscribe to that. Please, yes. please, please, okay. please. That concludes this episode of Stoke to be the Stokes with Brian Lamar Stokes. And Ariana Nicole Stokes. Oh, you saying your whole name? Now? I don't know. I think it's we're on the social media thing, but it didn't, yeah. Let's okay, just say it with some confidence. That, okay, that concludes this episode of Stoke to be the Stokes with Brian Lamar Stokes. And Ariana Nicole Stokes. Remember, and remember, with <laughs> love, faith, honesty, and respect, we'll, we'll get, get through, through anything. anything. See you next Tuesday, guys. Bye, y'all.